What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ride Share Rodeo. So this is a um, extra podcast this week. Uh, I'm gonna not call them extra podcasts anymore, just because they we all know they drop on Tuesdays, but occasionally I drop one on the on another weekday too. And I'm actually for, through March, uh, we're doing a roundtable thing on YouTube, so I'm probably gonna bring those over on Thursdays. Uh, coming up this Monday um, on the or the next week. Tuesday drop for the Rideshare Rodeo. I am having the CEO and founder of Fear Cab on. Supposedly a new rideshare company evolving or trying to come out into the market right now and uh, provide a little healthy competition. We'll see what the CEO and founder has to say about that next week. Um, looking forward to this. And uh, yeah, so this week I have... Um, pretty much the content creator for the rideshare guy, or at least the editor of how it all comes together. You know, um, Chris from Real Rideshare Stories, uh, you can find his channel on YouTube or in the show notes here. Um, but yeah, he's he, he puts all the content out on rideshare. But I think in the interview, I learned that, you know, we, he also does a lot of the, um, the, the management of the rideshare guys content. So Harry obviously drops whenever he wants uh, stuff into there. But I, I think that I think Chris kind of handles like his stuff and other rideshare guys stuff and how it's organized and how it uh, deploys and when it deploys out onto YouTube. And uh, yeah, so that's our guest today and I'm going to bring him on and I'm going to come back on the other side before I do. Uh, let's not forget about Middleton Tech, you guys. Um, if you're doing rideshare, which is what we're going to get into here a bit today, especially, um, well, we also touch on a lot of other subjects actually too. But we do focus. We we are focusing on some of the the futures of rideshare. But get on the Maximo app. You can go to MiddletonTech.com, hit apps. You'll see all of his apps: Maximo, the DUH Driver Utility Helper, um, Flex Alert. And, you know, the, the DUH is for DoorDashers. Uh, the Flex Alert is for Amazon Flex Workers. But Maximo is uh, Middleton's first app, and it's, it's for rideshare drivers and Grubhubbers and Uber Eaters and Uber drivers and Lyft drivers. So that's what it covers. Um, it allows fil- filtering to set your standards and requirements on how you want to earn in your market. 
Um, so you basically, instead of always looking at the app, you know, it's a it's a more hands-free system where through filters you can say, I don't want trips this long. I want to make this much. I don't want offers that offer less than this amount. I don't want to go farther than, you know, there's a lot of filters in there that you can set your parameters first, be hands-free and let it auto, think of it as a, you know, I, I want to call it auto accept, but think of it as an auto decliner to get rid of the trash offers out there and leave the ones that work for you best in your market. Because if you, again, if you live city, you might want a certain type of ride. If you live rural, you might want a different type of ride. Um, if you live somewhere in between, if you live in a college town, all these things vary. Um, so check it out. Maximo, uh, go to the Android store and uh, look it up. You can get a free trial for, I think it's 15 days. And then it's uh, only $5 a month or $50 a year. And I'm telling you guys, you should be able to pay off. If you try out the two weeks, you like it, you should be able to pay off the year's worth of it the app in just a few rides. But you'll see what I mean. Go check it out if you haven't already. If you have uh, and you're loving it, please uh, give a shout out. You, you guys, you can always hit me up on my email, steve at rideshareradio.com. Again, steve at rideshareradio.com. Put that in the show notes because a lot of people ask me or else they um, email to our generic Gmail account. And uh, well, just the way that filters and stuff, sometimes it's in junk or I got to... You know, it takes me a minute to find it. So if, if you want to get in touch with me, please hit me up at steve at rideshareradio.com. So I'm going to jump into my interview with Chris. I'll come back on the other side. Hopefully, yeah, no, not- hopefully nobody will notice. Hopefully they're driving and they won't notice. <laughs> well, the good thing is as long as audio is okay, that's usually the okay point. So <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, uh, we're live right now, so I don't know. Um, People were expecting this at about seven tonight. I think I don't know why I have this scheduled through Streamyard. Okay, <laughs> for like seven tonight because I think I normally do it seven Mountain Time because I normally do seven Mountain nine Eastern. Okay, and I uh, I don't know I don't know what I did. I somehow had it done. Streamyard is I just moved it over as like a Thursday time to Monday because I remember you couldn't uh, do a Thursday, and so now we here we are. And then I got a unicorn curry run today to go do. Anytime it's Sherwin Williams and pays under over a hundred bucks, I'm right on it. So, and then yeah, I got I the alert it. as I was pulling up to my driveway. It's like you're live on Zoom. I'm like, what? I'm like <laughs> Zoom, and I don't even use Zoom. That's the other thing. I'm like, what have I done here? Oh yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, that was the thing that you sent me like when we first scheduled it. So I'm like, oh okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, yeah, it's it's showing live. So I just wanted to make yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so then, at least I have the chat popped up too. So if people are chatting in there, then then yeah, incorporate or however you yeah, want. Right now, hey hey Faith, what's up? Dasher Pass is in there. What's going uh, on? <laughs> uh, I see Dasher Pass. Faith is uh is in the chat right now. So I was saying hi, but uh, yeah, I just uh, so all this was a big jumbled mess. If anybody's been listening, it's all my fault. Um, I want to thank Chris from Real Rideshare Stories for coming on today. Well, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of panting from running inside, guys. So just uh, give me a second; I'll catch my breath here. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Uh, you know, you've been going crazy this last week. I was moving, so I'm actually in a whole new spot right now. Uh, okay. So I had, uh, you know, I set up my desk really quickly the last couple of days, and then I actually like really set up my real desk and everything, um, just to kind of to make sure everything's okay here. 
uh, right. to get going. And then, you know, this is our temporary move. And then we're moving out of New York into South Carolina soon. So, uh, oh, yeah, really? we're, we're kind of all over the place at the moment, too. <laughs> so <laughs> moving twice, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good thing <laughs> is, though, that I can say everything is packed up and in storage. So that's the hardest part, in my opinion, is just getting everything that you have packed up. So mm-hmm. just pretty much the stuff that we use is is what we're going to use. So that that's not hard to pack up. That takes a couple hours at this point now everything right. else is just put it on the truck and then drive so i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah as long as you leave it packed up i guess it's different but um yeah um so uh man i was really in the shuffle here i came in my son's eating breakfast i'm like move that's my spot like i set up he's like in his room he's like going move. he's oh, home from worry. school the whole the whole thing man was just kind of a cluster and i for yeah no worries. So, it's all good. There we go. <laughs> um, well, again, thank you for coming on and taking the time. And uh, yeah, I've been just keeping these to about an hour now. I'm trying to with the live stream. So um, I guess let's jump in with some things. So I know you've been out and about making your videos, doing your stuff that you always do. And uh, what's up? What's up with un- upfront pricing? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I like that fact. I don't have it in my market yet. Right. Um, I don't know if Columbia is going to have it where we're or Charlotte because we we haven't really decided where we're going yet. So maybe they'll have it there. I'm not sure yet. Uh, you know, I like the upfront pricing. I like being able to see how much it's going to be. We all do. I like where I like knowing where you're going to go so you can mm-hmm. make the best decision. Like I'm not somebody who is going to be discriminatory towards dropping somebody off. I don't care. Like where you got to go is where you got to go. That's fine with me. It's, uh, you know, certain areas that you want to avoid just at certain times because, uh, you know, I've had run-ins. I'm not sure if you've had some uh, at certain times or not, but, um, you know, it's just being smart on that. But knowing where you're going and then you can kind of coordinate, okay, well, there's this event that's going on. You know, that I go near near the Sabres games and if they're getting out after a game or something, it's it's going to be busy. You're going to see some surge. You're going to see some some action there so it's like okay well if i'm taking a ride that's going you know 15 minutes the other way w- what's the point in that so you can definitely plan much better i like it i think it's great there's definitely some things that they need to tweak like um i've seen some people commenting about how like the be, being that it's so much information that you're getting now it's hard to make that decision especially if you're on the road and you're driving you don't want to take your eyes off the road and drive distracted you want to be know facing the road seeing what's going on so you know the quick glances of just seeing the price i think that's what they essentially want you to do and not actually see the rest of the information um that's who knows if they're going to adjust that down the road um are you talking about seeing the full fare so that you can go like the breakdown so that you're seeing what uber's taking whatnot because to me the upfront part is good enough for me at this moment like like you i know my market yeah. So if I see it's this many miles, I'm going here, this is what I'm doing. I can just mm-hmm. judge if I want that or not. I don't need, I mean, it, it, it's always a bummer to me to see what Uber charges anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, to actually look that, at the breakdown, but on the fair breakdown, I'm not saying that I'm saying like on the ping screen or the accept screen right away, when it pops uh-huh. up at six or seven seconds or whatever, right. Trying to see all that information. Some people have been saying it's actually very difficult because some of it's pretty small. So, um, that's where where maybe they got to tweak things to make it a little bit bigger 
or you know something that would be great is a 10 second timer or a 15 second timer so if you're driving and you can pull over and look at it for a quick second or you right. know like i said you're, you're you can you know look down real quick look up and look down real quick back up to make that decision uh, right. but yeah i like upfront pricing i think it's great the rate re- rebalancing though on the other hand is uh, a, a slap in the face so are you talking about the reduction of per mile and the penny up on the per minute or whatever it oh, is? Instead of having that like level playing field where you have you you know what your rates are, right. instead they're like, all right, short a little bit higher, long a little bit lower. But the question is, how long is a long trip? So right. is it oh, anything over a minimum fare? So are they just boosting the minimum fare? If you're doing that, just boost the minimum fare another dollar fifty or something to make it worthwhile for people to to, to actually take them. Um, and then it's like, well, there's, I mean, if you look at the gas prices, I don't know what it is in your market, but we're seeing anywhere from three forty nine a gallon up to three seventy five a gallon. So you're seeing a big fluctuation depending on where you're driving. Uh, I drive a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so you know that's that's quite a bit. It's a twenty four gallon tank, and I get usually about twenty to twenty five miles per gallon, which isn't too bad for that size. But it's still it's it's eaten into into it. So it's like certain times when I would go out, you know, I, I, you've got to limit it more because you just got to be smart when you're going out. But that whole re- rate rebalancing, you know, if if we have a mix between short and long rides, because in Buffalo, New York, we have a, a much more sprawled out area. So a lot of the suburbs are using it. They're going downtown and then vice versa. A lot of going downtown back out to the suburbs. So you can get a 15, 20, 25 minute ride. And that's pretty common. Uh, but if that's considered a long ride, instead of getting that full fare of whatever it would have been prior to it, they change it. Now you're getting less. So yeah, that whole rate rebalancing, I don't like it at all. They should have just topped or they should have just picked up the top end short rides and then kept it flat rate the rest of the way through. That would have been at least better in my opinion, or just essentially give what drivers want, raise rates totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they already, and, and, you know, and that's the, that's one of the weird things that you and I are completely familiar with there. Uh, you know, I was talking with Harry about this too, that the, you know, before the pandemic, it was the race to the bottom. We always said that these companies go and race to the bottom and they would not raise a price on these customers. And mm-hmm. then they decide in the pandemic or here, you know, not too far back, maybe six months ago or whatever. Hey, let's make the passenger pay four times the rate. Not as a surge, just let's let's make it four times as much as it used to be, or some you know kind of thing. And it's like, so you didn't just raise the rate; you multiplied it by like four hundred percent. Yeah, like after all these years of like cutting a penny off lift or lift cutting a you know just to undercut the other, just to be that penny cheaper, you've now gone four hundred percent as much to the customer mm-hmm. and kept our driver per mile rate at a. Here in Denver, with the with the reduction, if they move the upfront end and they use that reduction model, that's going to be underneath the standard deduction mm. for miles. Yeah, and at that point, it's not even worth it then. Yeah, I'm at fifty. We're at fifty eight cents here right now. Oh wow! So you're you're just over that that limit that threshold. What is that? I think it's fifty seven and a half right now. Yeah, I think is it this? I can't remember if it's this year or that it becomes whatever. And is it fifty-seven? I thought it was fifty-eight. It was going to become maybe, maybe it is fifty-seven and a half. I don't remember. I, you know, I, I regardless, that's, that's where yeah. I am now. If they take five cents off that, I don't even know how the government's going to be cool with that. Like, yeah, we're, I don't know. We're, we're we're letting them write off more than they get paid. 
Yeah, that's wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. You don't know what rates are in other markets. In our market, Lyft is seventy one cents a mile, Uber is sixty seven cents a mile, and then I think it's uh, fifteen cents and sixteen cents for, for per minute, which you know it's not great. I mean, when I first started, I think it was like two dollars and five cents or something when I was driving to Charlotte. Um, so it, it was like, yeah, like you said, it's that race to the bottom. And, you know, when, when gas prices were low, you know, a couple of years ago, perfect. It was great. You know, just before the pandemic, it would go out, make a lot of money and you'd be okay. Now it's like, yeah, the, the, the rates are still the same. Gas prices are ridiculous. And what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, well, I know. And that's, you know, for me, it's been, it's been weird because, you know, I cranked them out from like 2015 lift maybe 24 late 2014 maybe was when they came to the denver market november maybe and i started with lift oddly not with uber mm-hmm. and i i cranked out lift for a while and then uber came around i got on the uber thing too and then i did that and then i would kind of worked my way back to lift because i don't know if you remember that or if it was for you as well but a lot of markets it's kind of this same old story that there was a time when lift was moving in a different direction than uber and doing much cooler things and i'm not I'm, i i got on around the mustache era but i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about after that they kind of like went their own way and the payment was getting better and the way that the drivers were getting paid and i was getting more ride and they just had a better tone mm-hmm. and feel than the uber model did but then all of a sudden once uber started even talking about that ipo date which was like a year out at the time it was like right then Uber started following the exact model of or Lyft started following the exact model of Uber. And it yeah, was like little that. baby brother. And it was like, no, we'll just go this way instead. And I was like, you're doing something. You have to do it different. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's always amazing. Like last week when I heard that, you know, Uber lost whatever, $1.45 a share and Lyft went up. Whenever I hear Lyft goes up, I'm like, how? you guys don't do anything except for rideshare and like they you know they're talking about having like a third party come in for some food delivery i'm like there's nothing behind lift mm-hmm. yeah i think they the only other thing i think in some areas they do some package stuff and that's really about it besides but yeah it's the the, the way that their model is is just it's pretty much just rideshare it's not like uber where they're going in uber eats they have you know uber uh direct and connect and all these different avenues that they're looking at but yeah it's it's wild <laughs> when you right. come down to it i know and again, i mean the only other thing i can think of is you're, you don't have the same type of expense as uber does as they're trying to, to maneuver all of those operations they have a lot more workers they have a lot more employees they have a lot more going on when it comes to just their overall um you know expenditures but then you look at lyft where they're just doing something like rideshare and maybe a little bit of package delivery or something and that's you know much less in terms of how much they're looking at spending and that could could play into you know some of the like the earnings and earnings per share and things when you break it down yeah yeah i just uh you know it's like but i'm i'm, I'm just kind of pointing out i don't think lyft is like in anything anymore they're not in technology they tried canada i think they tried the uk for a minute or tried to get over there but you know, it's like they—they're not in other countries. They're just here. They just do rideshare. They pay the same, pretty much same crap wage mm-hmm. as Uber. Um, it's only like the old schoolers like us who know how to really. Because I still get, you know, I don't. I again, since the pandemic, I haven't done rideshare. However, I'm doing curry. 
you know, and I, and I do, and I do some shipped and I do some other models. I really, I'm not a big food delivery person. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know that there's some money to be made there. I just, I'm not, it's just not me. I'm right there with you. I delivered pizza for eight years and it was great because I was in a small little area and, you know, you go back to the pizzeria and do your thing. Uh, But when I, when Uber Eats first came into the area, I was trying it out because they were giving great promotions. It was like two or three dollars per delivery on top of the fare uh, just to try to get people to do it. Uh, Problem was, it was all fast food. So like you had to go to McDonald's and sit there for 20, 25 minutes waiting just to get the food. And I didn't like it at all. And I haven't done it since. So I did it for about a couple of weeks. And then after that, I just gave up. I'm like, this ain't for me either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there too, but I do like, I mean, like today, you know, I got a unicorn and whenever it's on a holiday too with curry, it's awesome. So, uh, you know, it, it was, I literally, I was watching flex for a minute and I was just kind of getting up this morning and I was getting on my work and then a curry ping came through and I wasn't even really expecting one today cause it was president's day and my son was home. And, and then I looked and I was like, I was like, Oh, Sherman Williams. And those are always the unicorns anyway. Cause that's their, you know, they got a big contract with them. So look, and it's like, you know, 170 for 15 miles. And it took me about two hours to get the whole thing done. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's not, it's, you know, what, 85 bucks an hour? Yeah, that's not bad at all. <laughs> I mean, again, it's a unicorn one. It's a, and it's because they add a holiday pay on too, whenever they're even a stupid holiday like this one, in my opinion, anyway. I'm not a big fan. I don't, I don't celebrate President's Day. I don't have a barbecue. I don't have friends over. I don't take the day off, you know, I Mm. I still do my thing and it's, it means nothing to me, but, um, you know, I guess, I guess whatever, but, um, you know, anyway, so it, I guess I am happy with it today because it added probably 50 bucks to that order. Probably still would have been high. It would have been like 120, but it's those Sherman Williams runs. I'm I'm surprised you don't do curry too. You know what? I, I got (laughs) to look into that actually. Um, now that now that everything's good to go, I my Jeep was out out of commission for a little while, um, okay. but now everything actually just got it back and then it died again. But but after that comes back, I should yeah I'll probably look into that because uh, I don't mind doing that type of stuff. That's fun. I actually I love it, man, and uh, I I just have an SUV too. I don't have a truck, mm-hmm. so I'm just using a Rav Four. So it's not much different than what you're doing. Oh yeah, pretty much practically the same size around. Yeah, just fold down seats, and And especially with you on the East Coast, man, you guys get more uh, Sherman Williams runs than I do, even. And here in Denver, Curry's pretty big, but um, a lot of it's like Ferguson Plumbing and stuff like that. So I'll take good run, and they always pay good. I mean, they I always make sure that it's round trip, whatever the round trip is, that even counting my miles back, that it's a dollar fifty to two dollars a mile. Okay, and that's counting the miles to get back to home too. Nice. Yeah. I'll have, I'm definitely gonna have to look into that more. You know, I, I, it was pretty much just doing Uber and Lyft as a ride share. You know, I, to me, I thought it was fun just hanging out with some people and meeting people. And then, you know, slowly but surely it started getting a little weird for a little while there. And then, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic hit and since then, yeah, same thing. I've been real limited on the amount that I go out and that. So, um, it's just, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. Looking at other other options too, and unfortunately in our market, there's not a lot of things. But you know, when we move, uh, when we do the full move, 
probably look into a few others just to kind of give it a try and see see what other options are out there besides and I, you know i tried instacart for a little while and it was okay it's not my cup of tea though going and you know kind of shopping and doing all that because i hate shopping for the wife too and yeah uh, so it's it wasn't it, it, not my kind of thing but uh, i like being behind the wheel more than anything yeah, I do too. And I don't mind going to those warehouses and dealing, you know, that's kind of, I don't mind that cardboard smell when I go in and I just, that's kind of my scene actually. It, it works mm-hmm. for me. But oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, so, uh, what's up, Pedro? What's up, Marissa? What's up, Faith? Um, you what's guys, I, I, I honestly thought this was at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern tonight and I even had it scheduled on YouTube that way. I don't, I don't know why. And then, it came through. I had a courier order this morning. I'm just telling these guys real quick that I had a courier order this morning and, uh, and I just ran out the door cause it was a unicorn one came back and it said zoom alert. And it said, you're live with Chris. And I was like, wait, what until tonight? <laughs> and then, so I like, we decided not zoom came on the stream yard and did this live. And I just, this was all a, a little bit of a mismatch that was supposed to come out tonight. So, uh, <laughs> no, nobody's used to me doing something in the morning, but I guess it's a president's day thing. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but uh yeah uh thanks for dropping by everybody and uh, again thanks to chris for coming in um so yeah speaking of the new model what about the uh because gary middleton and i were talking this weekend about um the rate is it the radar oh trip radar yeah the trip radar i mean that thing does look stupid i, I, I just have to say it i mean like how it works even like it reminds me of the round robin that Curry uses. It's like it's throwing out an order that's going to throw out anyway. I don't get it. Yeah, I I I don't know. I'm wondering if it's the it'll be kind of like the crappy rides that people are just kind of passing by and they're trying to put those crappy rides into a pool or something um with all the data they've collected. I don't really know. Um some of the things I've seen comments I've seen from people saying that it's it's like instacart batches when people are trying to get batches back in you know just around the beginning of the pandemic when everything was shutting down when instacart was like blowing up you know people were trying to select that select it and it was going away Uh, but beyond that i mean i haven't like i said i don't have in my market so i haven't seen it personally so i'm not sure if it's you know giving just junk rides if they're good rides if there's plenty in there or what but yeah, it's it's a weird concept because the whole thing was they're trying to pair you with a driver as quick as possible from the exactly. customer end, but yet if you're sitting there in the pool, then you're not going anywhere. So I don't know if it's something that they're going to have on the customer side where it's like the the wait and save uh, that Lyft has, uh, if they're going to do something like that on on the customer end where they do like a wait and save for, for Uber. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I think it's weird because Gary was showing me his screenshots and it was saying like a little number up in the corner too. So we were trying to figure out what that was. And, uh, and it, it seems to be like the people that were put into the round robin. It's like three, it's like almost like three people have viewed this hmm. and it's like, well then okay, why are you throwing like, what? <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I don't get like on top of the Uber model that directly pings somebody and gives them the option. Why are you putting this out there? Maybe it's just a test to see if people will just blindly grab rides. I don't know. Yeah. Because I know there's a speed thing to it too. I know they go away real quick. Yeah. Cause everybody in your area that's online, that's looking at that has the same access. So 
it's not like four drivers are getting a particular ride and out of those four somebody gets it's i think anybody who's in that general vicinity um within a certain distance or time frame or time frame or something uh is actually seeing it so the only other thing i can think of is if it's something that they're trying to sneak past by saying hey look this is uh the rides that we're offering the drivers and they're the ones who get to accept if they want to you know pick and choose what they want to take so it could just be kind of something that they're they're planning for in the near future if there's you know some sort of legislation or something that that is looked at and uh, trying to, to challenge well, yeah and there is that's that's this is another mind i mean because i deal with that stuff all the, all the time i'm always talking about independent contractorship and and all these i'm going to start calling them viruses these built house bills that are out there that are just trying to be another ab5 mm-hmm. and uh you know it's just it's it's just crazy to me to just to take away the rights and make us employees and i don't and most of the people i you know i won't say everybody but most of the people i think who fight for that stuff don't really understand what will happen and what that world would look like oh yeah um, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I don't think everybody wants to work for these. I mean, why would you want to work as in a W two or a franchise employee for Uber? Yeah, if I was going to go take a W two job, if I was going to do that, Uber would be the last company I would take a W two job with. Oh yeah, because you know they're going to pay a minimum <laughs> wage and they're going to they're going to try like what and they're going to fire you when they want because they have unlimited yeah. resource of drivers. They'll start now. They would start then using the you know it would backfire. It would be like. We always complain about markets, you know, being oversaturated. Well, they would become perfectly saturated. Mm-hmm. So they would whittle it down to the best drivers. And you also wouldn't be able to deny or, you know, I mean, people are like, well, you know, I'll just sit on my couch and cherry. You can't cherry pick from your couch if you're an employee. Nope. I don't know a W2 employee who works at 7-Eleven that can just call it in. You know, like, so. just, just put a cardboard picture of me there standing there with a broom or something no not only that it's like well if the boss tells you to go somewhere and do something you got to go somewhere and do something but yeah right now you get to kind of pick and choose oh yeah i want to take that ride i don't want to take that ride uh same thing with delivery i want to take it or not Uh, so there is but then again it's it's very guided like they're they're they don't give you a lot of information in order to be able to to, you know maneuver the waters to, to make the best decisions necessarily unless you know you've been kind of doing it for a while um like new people they're they're just going to click on accept 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 and you know if they're they're losing 25 dollars at the end of the night even though it says that they've made 150 mm-hmm. it, you know they're gonna they're gonna come to real quick and you know leave so yeah, yeah it's 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 a weird thing for sure so but, this is this is from pedro saying that he's seen the same trip in radar queue come up in regular rideshare but that's that now, is my question is pedro are you seeing the trip radar before it comes to you in terms of like the ping screen after the fact or is it uh that you got the ping and then you're seeing it in the trip radar after that uh if you could kind of kind of clarify that because that would kind of it would make sense if if it was coming in as a regular ride somebody denied it and then it went to that trip radar thing so then people could kind of choose um that would kind of make sense i guess but if it comes in the other way that would be weird because it automatically they go into that pool versus going to 
a potential driver? The number is the amount of people that can see the trip, right? That's exactly Pedro. That's what Gary, I think Pedro was actually on with Gary and I, we were all screwing around this weekend. Like 10 of us were on a stream yard or something, but um, we were talking about that. The, the number up in that corner is the number of people that have seen it. And that's what I didn't get either is like, so they're looking at it and they're going, I don't want it. Probably. <laughs> so it's, it's or, almost like, unlike like accepting it, it's like a bunch of people can view it until one says, I'll take it. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Beyond that, I don't know. Unless I, like I said, unless I can see it in action, kind of like play around with it. That's what it looked like to me. It looked but, like it would say like two or five or something. And that's if you click it real quick. And that was, you know, that meant like that five people had looked at it. So it's like, okay, well, five people said no to this. Why am I going to say yes? Mm-hmm. You know, so that, like, but, I, but from what I've been told, you have to be quick with this radar thing too, that, you know, they get grabbed real quick. So it's like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get where it's, yeah. you know, it's always best to position don't. the closest driver to the passenger. What What are you doing with this radar? Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, the only other thing, that number in the corner, maybe it's not the amount of times it's been passed through, but maybe it's the amount of live viewers who are viewing the trip radar screen at the moment. Um, so it could say, like, five people are looking at that ride or have looked at the ride. Beyond that, I'm, I don't know. I mean, unless you literally had two phones and were able to kind of go back and forth between them uh, or a couple of people going back and forth and actually sitting there and seeing what that was. I got nothing. <laughs> um, this is from earlier. Pedro said, "Chris is my boss." <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you had a boss, Pedro. <laughs> I thought you were an independent contractor, bro. <laughs> um, the right share guy, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, so it's so it's y- you and Pedro kind of both together. Re- go to harry or you're kind of you kind of handle the food part with pedro uh well i'm the i'm the youtube manager now over on uh, oh for all of right for all of it okay yeah so i kind of send out all the videos and everything to to our different contributors and um even the stuff he does and stuff or whatever yeah yes anything not not on his his channel he's he's full full reign it's it's up to him but uh right for the for for our videos you're talking um, about real rideshare stories not rideshare guy well i i'm the youtube manager on the rideshare guy okay. as well and then i have my channel which i had started before even uh right 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 with- that's what i was saying i know you're you're the manager for your channel but i didn't yep. for harry's you are too but you're saying oh you're just saying that harry can do whatever he wants obviously yeah yeah and well <laughs> and then pedro on, pedro on pedro's channel he can make the content that he wants, but when right. when Pedro's on the rideshare guy as a contributor or any of the others, you know, we're him and I or whoever's working, we go back and forth with the uh, the topics and that, and then they pretty much I have flooring on on the video itself. So yeah, yeah. Here is what uh, let's see what he says about this. I saw a trip radar, and then the same trip came up as a regular UberX. My guess is Pedro is that nobody took the radar. <laughs> that it came yeah. up as a radar and like four or five people bounced in there and they said, No, I don't mm-hmm. want this. And then it just went and then it got pinged out. Yeah, from what I heard, that's what's supposed to happen. It's gonna stay in there for a finite time before it gets kicked out. 
The whole thing, though, I want to know is what constitute a ride to go into the pool to begin with? Like, how does a ride actually go into that trip radar versus it just going to a driver right off the bat or, you know, I would have to see maybe somebody if anybody in the chat is is on the rider side and has by any chance even used Uber rider app lately and has seen maybe it's like a not necess, not pool not like not like Uber pool um but like maybe it's the cheaper way like are you willing to wait a little longer because if the radar is going out it's not taking the closest driver yeah it's kind of so, like I'm wondering if it's like that wait and save lift yeah exactly like yeah like hey this is the discount ride are you willing to just kind of wait for a long time (laughs) i don't know there's a driver near you but would you be cool if we send one from across town yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then then we're gonna pay him uh we're gonna pay him about 15 percent less just because we're constituting a longer trip Uh, no no boss yeah no boss for him (laughs) (laughs) We knew that, Pedro, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so what what have you found this year? Because you're always you're always putting out videos. What have you found so far this year in this calendar year to be different, better, worse? Um honestly, I think uh people are kind of stepping away from rideshare, it seems, uh, and kind of going towards other avenues, whether it's food delivery or or um you know, even even other services. You know? and... Yep, uh, I think that Uber and Lyft kind of opened the door for these other opportunities to come by, and other apps and other services and companies are kind of saying, "Hey, you know what? We can use that type of model." And so, I think more and more people are kind of, you know, going out into more different different opportunities. Uh, so that's kind of, I think, the big thing. Um, you know, I mean, even, but even how are, how, so I guess the reason that I, I put that question out there was because like here in Denver, it's taken us a long time to get to, I mean, we're finally at no masks. You don't need a mask anywhere. You don't need to do, you can, you, I mean, maybe at a doctor's office, kind of those kind of things, but like, we don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. We just don't care. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like take you do you and we're just all going to live. And so I know that a lot of people got very comfortable with work from home, but here in Denver, work from home didn't isn't going to be a model that's going to last forever. So people are back at work. Mm-hmm. So how is rideshare not way back up? Um, because though I mean, I got to tell you, here in Denver, a lot of people don't have a car. All kinds of different scenarios where they don't take public transportation or a bus or anything like that. They use they rely on these services, and I'm. Now what are they doing? Well, uh, they're going to adjust cabs. But I mean, in in our market, it doesn't seem like it's it's too much different in that in that aspect. Um, Things still kind of seem similar. Um, I think it's just, I mean, again, each place is going to vary, and and who's who's going out as a driver is going to vary. Who's getting a ride is going to vary. You know. Just in our market, we have we're having a NFT bus shortage, so they're actually canceling routes in different parts of the city. And the people that use those services, what are they going to do now? Well, they're going to have to either go to cabs or, or rideshare. Um, right. So I mean, it it could be you know it could help, um, but I think some people are still kind of like just hanging out and staying at home more. So um, I know here 
there's still more people that are working from home, uh, even though certain thing, certain places have sort of reopened. They haven't reopened fully um, as businesses, I mean. Uh, so like certain places, you can't have like guests or, or people coming in unless it's just people who are working there. Um, so, I mean, I think that's that might be keeping keeping it limited. Same thing also now, right now, it's the January, February timeframe. So there's not a lot going on. Uh, so rideshare probably isn't much higher than what it is, like, say, from years past at this time. Um, but, I mean, going into into the springtime, especially around here, it'll probably pick up pretty decently. Which is, which even makes less sense. Why would people would need ride? I, I agree with you because I've been doing this for years, too. I think this I always tell people that, you know, the holidays are you got to call those on your own by your market. But, you know, after the after the new year, kind of early, still a, a little bit. But I always say that between Martin Luther and today, President's Day, it's just dead. It's like if you if you could take a month off or three weeks off every year that's what you should take off as a gig mm. worker if that's what you do. Yep. 100%. I mean, I would almost say that across the board to every market. That's yep. the time period you take off. End of January to just about now in February because there's nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with hibernation mode. Like, you know, recently I'm just like, I'm tired and, you know, I feel beat. I mean, granted, I was moving too, but um, right. I was feeling beat. It's like, I just want to like, you know, hang out by the couch and just watch some TV and, you know, kind of relax a little bit, hang with the kids. And, um, that's really about it, but I don't know if it's that hibernation mode, lack of, lack of kind of anything. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot of things going on weekends. Weekends are going to be insane. So like no matter what weekend it is, it's going to be busy for the most part, uh, when going out, at least in my market, you know, you go out on Friday, Saturday night, our bars are open till 4 a.m., you if you go out i usually start around 8 p.m uh, sometimes you know a little earlier sometimes a little later but usually on average right around eight and sometimes i'll go home around three if there's a ride that's going closer to my house and then i'm just like you know what i don't really feel like going out any further um sometimes you might stay out till like five in the morning you'll clear a good amount of money and again that's on the weekends but throughout the rest of the time. Yeah. There's not a lot going on, even though people might not want to go to, or, or like just kind of going from work to and from work, they might be looking at other, other options. Maybe a friend or something has taken them, you know, maybe they're carpooling besides, uh, but without the other events that are going on or other things, I think that's going to help keep it like the demand a little bit lower. But, so have you, I know that you, you're, you're like me with the Instacart thing. I, I absolutely, and I, Pedro fully agrees with us too. We all, I think the three of us might be the three most pe- people who hate Instacart the most, maybe from how you just made it sound too. I know Pedro does, and he kind of did it the same way I did, according to Hannibal, that Hannibal told him, Oh, you got to try Instacart. And he did. And, and then he was like, What is this? <laughs> and I was kind of the same way. I did a shipped Instacart challenge. And in my market, I can make money with shipped. But I couldn't do any, even I was just looking at them, even from the first minute I turned Instacart on, mm. I was like, you can't, I mean, my, my initial one minute on the app, I was already like, can't make money. <laughs> I was looking at these and I, you know, just from what I know about it and whatnot, I was looking at it going, what is this? And they're stacked and it's like, you know, mm. the Instacart basic, it was like 60 items. You're going to make like six bucks. It's going to take you like an hour and a half. I'm like, what is this? There's no tip. <laughs> they're the seven dollar minimum i don't know i was 
I was just beyond blown away. And I tried a couple, but they were just so awful. But Ship yeah. has been okay to me. Um, Curry's been good to me. Um, and some other apps. Do you even play with the other apps at all? Not really. Like I said, I did it. I tried Instacart once and I'm like, no. Um, right, but, you know, but it, none it, of the others? Uh, I like mostly Uber and Lyft. Uh, I did do, I did sign up for DoorDash, but I never did anything with it. Uh, I think right. because Uber Eats kind of left a, a bad taste in my mouth. Right. Um, I'm just like, I, I don't really want to go and sit at wait a restaurants if it's not ready. Um, I'm, I like to kind of get up and go and just, you know, continually be moving. I don't want to go to, the, to there, sit and wait. Cause then I start getting anxious. I'm like, come on, come on, let's move it. And, uh, so like that aspect, um, but yeah, you know, I, I was going to, uh, look at task rabbit and stuff. Um, and also now I want to look at curry just because I, I like, I don't mind those types of things. Those to me are, are fun in itself. Cause I don't mind going like, I I'm like you, I like going to the warehouses, you know, you can talk to the people and hang out while you're, you're waiting for the order and then exactly. you know, getting it and. Usually, it's not like standing at Chipotle with a bunch of dashers and like just waiting for a bag to come up on a rack while these people are sweating and on you. It's you're talking with like blue collar workers that are just cool and yeah, they're not like, why are you here? They're like, you pull up to the right loading dock and stuff, and they're just like, they're just cool. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind the waiting in those kind of situations. They have coffee out and stuff. They're like, you want some coffee? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's so much more laid back too in terms. Like restaurants, you hear some of the horror stories that drivers have to deal with with the employees or, or the boss manager there, and it's it's just I don't need that added stress. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, most of the time I, I kind of stuck with Uber and Lyft just because it was different. I I don't mind the people in the car for the for the most part. I do enjoy the interaction. Um, you know, having people come in and kind of seeing what their life is for the 10, 15 minutes that they're in the car, uh, it can get quite interesting <laughs> to say the least. Uh, and the things that people do talk about when there's a complete stranger in the car, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And that's kind of how I came up with the channel. Uh, especially no, up, especially but. nowadays when all of them know the dash cam's running, I fully agree with you. And I'm always like, dude, you guys know this is running, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting up here and I just think they're just like, I don't care. We've needed to, you know, they come to Denver for a vacation. You pick them up at the hotel. You're taking them back to the airport. So you got them in the car for a half hour. Mm. And they maybe have been around other family or friends or whatnot. And they've been like just waiting with to tell this one person like all the bad stuff that, oh my God, can you believe what she, oh my, and all, all that kind of stuff starts coming out and it comes out quick because they're going to the airport. So it's like you hear all of it. It's like you're engulfed into the. I mean, I, I, I gotta say more than more often than not, because I'll engage in any passenger that engages with me. I, I love mm-hmm. it. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, I was a bartender for many years. I, I like, I like being like that. But I also am fine with being quiet, especially if it's if it's getting weird. Mm-hmm. I just try and shut off and just drive and do my thing. But yeah, um, yeah. That, I mean, and it's funny because everybody will ask, like, how do you know if somebody wants to talk or not? real simply ask the question like hey how's how's the day going if they give you okay and then that's it they don't want to talk if they want to talk they'll talk later and i've had that happen a couple of times but right yeah yeah you're confirming their name and you're like hey how's your day and they're like good and they sit down just right to their phone Mm -hmm. and they're like this and you can just tell they don't want to talk to you yep and you just pick that cue up and then it's like all right well i'm just driving i'm doing my thing i'm happy Mm -hmm. listening to music and you know i'm making some money and then if they want to chat and talk then that's cool 
the only thing that's annoying is when people are talking and they're like, uh, you know, it's like things that you just like, you don't want to talk about like politics or anything like that. Um, religion where you get those people that just talk and it's like, no, please stop. And I just right. sit there and I'm like, yep. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. What about during the pandemic? Were you, how much were you driving during the pandemic? Uh, for the most part, not at all. I pretty much stopped. Um, but when did you consider it not stop? When did you start back up then? Uh, it was more recently. Uh, it was just to kind of get back out there and try it again and, and see, um, you know, see how things are going. Uh, so it, it, to me right now, it's still very limited. I mean, I was always driving part-time. Um, usually it was around 20, 25 hours or so beforehand, uh, like before the pandemic. And then mm. after it's, you know, much more limited uh, mostly, well, because, you know, I, I have my second child that was born a, la- a little over a year ago. So it was uh, mm-hmm. a lot of issues there with the pregnancy and, uh, and just him as a baby. So at least I was able to take the time there. And then, you know, as they start getting older uh, and kind of grown up, you know, that kind of allowed it to, to, you know, take a little bit more. But with gas prices where they're at right now, it's like, all right, you know, you got to be a little bit more pickier than on when you're going out. So it's like usually only on the weekends uh, at this moment. Um, if, if other things are going on, like big events or something, then, you know, maybe at that point. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a much more limited capacity right now. You're more just testing it out. You're more just yeah. feeling the water, seeing how it. Yeah. And working yeah. when it's a total surge or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. right now. It's, it's kind of at that point where, you know, it's, it can go one of two ways. So like, it seems like riders are starting to get a little bit more entitled bef- now than before. Um, and then, you know, just the craziness with still having to wear masks in an Uber and Lyft and all that. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of over that already. Um, if I'm going to get sick, I'll get sick. That's my thought. <laughs> and um, yeah, how do you, how are you? I mean, I know how a lot of other drivers are dealing with it. What are you doing about that? How do you conduct it? Like if I came up and I don't have a mask on, I don't care. <laughs> You don't Honestly, say anything. Yeah. No, I'm, that's that's why I'm wondering because that's how most of the drivers I know that most of them yeah. are at that point. They're just like, yeah, they have that their mask on, and if the other person, if the the person getting in doesn't, they just take it off instead of at the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic when it was actual fist fights and stuff. Oh yeah, like put your mask on. No, well you have to. You know, like, I heard mm-hmm. some pretty bad horror stories. You know, it's um, especially during the pandemic, like those drivers who drive Excel and stuff, and we're still getting good rates, and it was still worth it. They were getting into like major brawls with people who would, especially people who would have the mask, get into the car and then take it off five minutes into the ride. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the highway and they take it off. Now what? Yeah. And at the, and I'm talking at the point when everybody was scared. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. The, the, May, June, July, 2020. Yep. And then you hear the people who are spitting on them for saying wear a mask and all that. And it's like, yeah, at this point, it's I'm like way over that, and you know, they even here, like everywhere else, you don't have to really wear one unless it's like a specific location, uh, which is nice. You don't have to deal with all that, but like even in the car, it's like it, you get in, it, it, cool. You know, I mean, right. if you're not wearing it, I don't care. If you are, that's fine. Uh, it's the whole thing. Like, I don't necessarily want to be wearing it though the whole time, um, for especially that long, and uh, um. You know, it's just kind of a pain so it's like you don't know if the rider that's coming in is going to be uh cool or not so it's like yeah it's one of those things where you gotta you gotta flip it up if you got it or not so 
it's just like, all right, can we move on with that yet? You know, I don't know how, how your market is, but here when we switched, cause we went, Denver went from mask everywhere to, okay, here's our new, you, you got a mask when you walk into a restaurant and then we'll seat you. And as soon as you're seated, you can take it off. But just as you walk by the server station, you have to wear it and you have to wear it here and you have to wear it there and you don't outside, but you do here. There were so many rules that didn't make any sense and people were following them for a while. But now I, even in my son, my son's 15 years old. I see a bad habit going on. What's up, Omer? What's up, Nick? Um, Omer. <laughs> I see I see a bad habit going on that like even like my son and I will go we'll walk over to get tacos or something. We'll come out of the place after we eat and we're outside and we're we're four blocks, five blocks from our house, we're walking back to the house and two blocks in I'll notice he still has his mask on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I'm like, hey, take your and it's like, oh, like our society's gotten to a point where we're like we're just not even aware anymore so i'm i was glad that denver's finally even our schools like next i don't know why they planned it ahead of time but next week not this week but next week his school stops masking yeah that doesn't make any sense it's like okay yeah we're gonna wait a week you can you right. have to wear it now but but on this date you don't have to anymore like that doesn't make any sense right. but yeah i mean it's it pretty much that was the same thing here um you had to, like i don't know if, if you're if you're below a certain certain area, apparently it, it doesn't affect you. So if you're sitting, it, it's okay. But if you stand up, you better watch out. <laughs> so like they they did that. They did two mask mandates here. Uh, the first one was the wild one. That was like from I want to say like April all the way through to almost the summer of this past year. And then they, they restarted the mass mandate. Um, I think in, I want to say October, or November, maybe. And then it just, just went away about uh, two weeks ago or so. Uh, so thankfully it did, but yeah, it was, it was, it's the wildest thing. Cause it's like the, those exact same rules all over the place. And it's like, how does that even make sense? <laughs> well, I, I, my guess is the, the logistics of it, you know, like Boulder, isn't the same as Denver. We're 30 miles apart. Boulder hasn't lifted their restrictions. Mm. You know, they still have, you need to pretty much wear a mask everywhere. You need to wear a mask in the store. You need to wear a mask everywhere here. It's like nobody wears a mask anywhere anymore. In fact, it's almost like people look at you strange. Like, dude, you know, you're supposed to take that off. Now we don't do that anymore. Oh my God. It's so true. That like, I, I, that's one thing I love doing. I love people watching when I'm out. You see that it's like it, it, you, if, if somebody wasn't wearing a mask when the policy was, uh, they would get dirty looks for not wearing a mask because they're not conforming with everybody. And then it's the flip side when everybody's not wearing a mask and somebody is they're like, what are you doing? Right. I know exactly. It, it, before it was like, dude, I mean, they'd like, we had police at our grocery at our King Supers. Mm-hmm. at our oh, grocery geez. store standing there just hey make sure your mask is on and then all of a sudden it was like i mean i remember one time walking into king supers and the you know as i was walking in the you know the announcement that came over was like you know whether you know everybody employees p- customers vaxxed unvaxxed everybody must wear a mask and the cop was still there. The cop had the, it on the chin style mask. He mm-hmm. had pulled it down. He's just, he's not, it's not over his mouth or his nose. It's just around his chin. He's typing on his phone. 
Nobody that works there has a mask and nobody in the store has a mask. And this is when the masking was still in place. You had to mask. Uh huh. <laughs> but this was right before it stopped. It was like people were going, no. I mean, even the, I mean, I'm walking in just laughing, like you're saying, people watching, and I'd watch the and I'd hear it. I'd hear this. Everybody need and I'd look around and be like, I'm the only one with a mask, huh? And I'd take it off. It would be like the reminder saying I need one was the reminder to take it off. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. almost like you guys haven't re-recorded the new recording that says we don't need it. <laughs> like I was the moron, you know, because people were looking at me like, why do you have a mask on? You're scaring people. Take it off. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's so wild how like that, that flip just, just immediately. Because again, yeah, like you were saying, even even in stores where people weren't wearing masks, they were getting like knocked out and stuff and you know, there were fights and things like that. It's more so at the beginning versus, uh, you know, more recently, but still it was, it was wild to see how, how the, the social engineering of everything is going on. Um, I know. And that's why, especially for rideshare, I, I think that they need to have something where, again, we're independent contractors. Don't make it a rule that you have to be masked, but leave it up to the contractor and say, you know, like, there should have been a way for drivers to say whether they require masking or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, put it put a little option that you, you check that you right. want every time you sign a mask. Do you are you going to require a mask today? Yeah. Yes, because maybe you're feeling not sick. Maybe you're feeling just a little like burnt out though, and you know your system's just maybe a little easier to you know catch a virus. Maybe not even COVID, but something. And mm-hmm. you just, you know, you're like, yeah, you know what I do. So give them the option every day, but there should have been that, you know, it should have been, um, what's up, Jim Jones, <laughs> Jim Jones in the house. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should have been an option that said, you know, do you want this or not? Cause that did cause, like you said, a lot of almost fist fight type style stuff. I mean, there mm-hmm. were, there were drivers fist fighting passengers and, and then you had people coming out of bars and they made real problems. I know for driver friends of mine, like, who don't like they don't they won't get bullied around they were like put your mask on it's like no man you know it's like jesus this is my car dude yep you know i know that you you're, you paid eight dollars for a ride but this is my car yeah like i'm gonna make the decisions here and it's i mean i think that every driver at this point would just say listen you know masked unmasked whatever because we are where we are. If you're not going to convince the, if people, and I, and I don't stand, I don't care either way, but if you got vaccinated or not, if that's your decision at this point, if you haven't, you're not gonna, mm-hmm. like, I don't know where they think that these people are who are going to go, you know what? I think I'm going to get vaxxed now. Yeah, like, exactly. And I, I just don't I- think there's a person going, you know, I, it's been two years and I think I've changed my mind on the whole thing. Give me the vax. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You, know, you might get a couple of like a couple of people that were on the fence because they're like, I want to wait some time just to see how everybody is. You might right. get those few, but for the most part, the remaining, yeah, they're not going to. And you know, for the people that are, they they are, and that's good, cool, awesome. Yeah. Can we move. Can we all move on now? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I mean, and also, I think that may, I mean, maybe you're right in the term of that. Some people might do it for work reasons too. You know, some people that might want a job and they're like, you need to be vaxxed. <clears throat> and they might even go and get like, okay, okay, I don't want to be, but I'll get vaxxed because I want this job. 
Now, let me ask you if they require, well, let's just say if they required it for these apps, what would you, what would you say for that? I'm not asking if you are. Or right, right, right. That's no, I'm, I, I would actually have a problem with that because that breaks the independent contractor deal. Hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, that I would have a big problem with that because I would say, you know, listen, this is this is my car. This is my business. You know, if you say wear a mask, okay, you know, like we've been doing that for Uber and Lyft rides as it is, but I don't. And it, I think even ev- everybody can agree we we've all been back and forth on this thing. Do the masks even do any good? Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's like you know, I, I would have a big problem with that because I don't think that you know, I, I think that I think that I think we're going to see a lot of things that people are barely talking about yet. I think we're going to see a lot of bankruptcies um, that are going to happen now. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot. I mean, we're already starting to, but I think we're going to start hearing about more and more and more and more mental problems. Oh, absolutely. I think that some real, 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 real damage has been done. Um, Mm -hmm. Not just psychologically from the masks and whatnot, just the whole pandemic now and the way the government's been back and forth. And I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm just saying there's been some real damage done. It's time to get back to to Mm -hmm. life. And that's why I'm glad here in Denver we are, you know, it's like, I'm glad that people are finally looking at me if I have a mask on and going, we don't do that anymore. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool, man. Like, (laughs) you know, I always have it in my pocket and I'm always ready, you know, but even when I did that curry run today, I went to a place, yeah, usually I'm doing plumbing or other places that I know where I'm going, but, you know, I was over getting some like tiles or whatever. And when I pulled up there, I'm like, you know, I I walk in and I'm like, oh, I'll put my mask on. I put it on and, there was like two uh, forklifts and like the check-in guy right here. And like, everybody doesn't have a mask on. They're just staring at me. Like, what is, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like almost like I was robbing them. Like, <laughs> like two and a half years ago, if I walked into a place with a mask, they'd be like, here's the money. Like, yeah. Especially you know, the bandanas, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, I don't know. It's uh they all looked at me the other way and I'm, I'm, I'm liking that, but I think we've done a lot of psychological damage. Um, oh yeah. Especially, uh, you know, my thoughts are with kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the whole thing with social cues and learning speech uh, and all, all that stuff. It's like, it, that was probably the worst. And then, then the whole thing is, I mean, we can Monday morning quarterback all day long, but it's like, you got to ask at some point and say, you know, at what point are we causing more harm doing it one way versus another way and did they actually really make any difference whatsoever in the grand scheme of things right. uh, you know where it would have like the whole thing was the first what was it, the first two weeks was flatten the curve for uh hospitals and then like it, just recently it spiked even higher and it's like well there were less less uh less restrictions now than there were back then and everything seems to be a okay, at least from what I've seen and stuff. I, I mean, you know, some people have gotten really sick and things like that, but um, you know, it's just like I think at this point, it's it's decision time. Like if you yeah. uh, if you're scared and you want to be, then fine, but turn off the news and you know try to live your life. 
Right. I mean, I know, I know nurses who got laid off. I know nurses who quit from being overworked. I know a lot of that medical profession. I am, I'm going to just speak openly here about the hospitals. I'm sick of hearing about the hospitals being full because here's the deal. A four story hospital, if it's full, it's full because two stories are closed Mm -hmm. because they have half of the staff now. So they're only full because they have no staff. And I don't even think even then they're full. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm this whole, I mean, and Omnicrom is, I mean, my son had, I've had COVID twice. I mean, the last, the second, the first time was pretty rough and that was in the very beginning and it, it was very rough on me actually. But the second time I had it, it was like a cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had it for like a weekend and then like a little drag for a couple of weeks after, but you know, nothing, nothing huge. And my son, you know, he, you know, we think he had it, but he had it for like a weekend too. His buddy, he was at his buddy's house a couple of weeks ago and it was Omnicrom and his buddy tested positive for it the Sunday after a Friday night sleepover. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so I was like, Oh crap. And so we got him tested. He didn't have it, but he was sick. And I was like, I think you just have the flu. I mean, it's, it's so hard to even tell what what's going on now. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, like, what's, it, what's the flu? It's like, it's the thing that was before pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody'd get this thing called the flu. It's like everything else. Everything else is like, oh wait, no. There's a big. There's a new big boy in town, and we're gonna, we're going to sit back and we're going to we're not going to take the. They're going to. You can take it. Right. COVID nineteen. It's like, oh, I, I mean, yeah. It's it's wild. <laughs> it really is when it comes down to it. And you know, I don't I don't know if I've gotten sick. Like I I had a couple of the symptoms, but I never was like knocked on my ass or anything. I I was you know perfectly fine the whole time i i might go get like an antibody test just to see but um you know i know quite a few people around me who who were sick and had it but it's like all right i think at this point i can make the choice and and i've had i have been it's like if i get sick i get sick i don't want to get sick uh, but i don't want to like you know live with people to the point where i'm not getting any attack on my immune system because you want that to happen you Ex- want that. exactly we've because, all been locked up in our houses for years now yeah and so it's like when people get sick it's like oh you have omni or you have this or that it's like we're just getting sick again guys because yeah. we're being around people like, when you're around i mean i mean i hate to say this but think about before the pandemic how everybody'd be sick and They'd go out still. They'd go to a concert. They'd go to a bar. They'd go to a bar sick without a mask and and sit right next to you mm-hmm. and have drinks and what I mean, they didn't care. And they're people were going out sick all the time. And, yep. And this and is then, why the flu would be passed and whatnot. This is just and, what happens. Oh, the the best part. I don't like I've recently I've gone down this weird rabbit hole of, you know, seeing the crazy things that bosses are saying and and, you know, the whole I quit movement and all that stuff, you know, reading some of the articles on that and just some of the highlights of what people have been saying on like Reddit and, you know, different areas. One of the, the things was um, how they said that they called up their boss to say that they weren't coming in because they tested positive for COVID. And the boss said, OK, and you can still get here. So it's like, OK, then. Right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Before we wrap this up, I, I do want to ask you one thing. So what, what are you thinking? Um, so by, let's say, let me just throw a date. 
by like May, in a few like two three months out now, do you think that rideshare will be back in any kind of form? That people will be. Do you think that some of these new methods they're trying? Because you and I have seen Uber and Lyft try things for a month or in five markets for six months, and then not try it in other markets because it was a failure. Things like that happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that what's up? What's up, Tony? Um, do you think that uh, we're going back to Uber's trying to find like the, even this upfront fr- upfront pricing is a great move. You and I both agreed on that. That's a great move because we want to see everything. But mm-hmm. you think it's going to get to a point where we can get our earnings back up a little? I mean, I've been a, I've been telling people forever that dude, Uber doesn't work that way. They work the other way. They try and not pay you. Yep. So, <laughs> however, I know how to make some money on Uber when I need to, if I need to kind of thing. I still mm-hmm. know how to do it. I still know the places to be, the fishing spots. I know where to go. I know what to do. If I had to go turn on right now, I would know I would know where to go, what to do to make the best of this time of day. Mm-hmm. Probably more, more than most of the drivers here. However, do you think it's going to get back to a point where not like the good old days where it's like just tearing through money, but do you think you know, it's, it's going to get to a point with the maybe, is there any hope in your eyes? I mean, you do a lot of reporting on this. Is there any hope in your eyes that we're going to get back to any kind of a driver can earn on the platform again? Um, through the means without surge or, you know, lifts new surge, um, probably not. And, you know, gas price, because of gas prices going so high, because parts are going so high, basically everything's more expensive, but you're not, you've got 0% gain in, in rates. Uh, so if, if you couple something like surge and, um, you know, more, some sort of, of raise there, um, or some sort of promotion going on. Um, I think that's pretty much the only way you could potentially make money on a, on a larger scale. Minus drivers who know the market, know when to go out, know where. They're still going to make money no matter what. Um, but for for the grand scheme of things, I, I don't. I really don't know. I mean, it, it's it's very bleak when it, when I look out and like try to forecast. Um, the biggest thing is you have the upfront pricing. You have the pickup and drop off. You know where you're going, and there's no acceptance rate tied to it. But we know what happened in California, where they had that, and there was no. You got in 100 percent of your rides. Now it's the 510 rule, so you have right. to accept 50 percent of your last of, of your last X amount of rides. So five right. out of ten, uh, two out of four, whatever it is, they get they. <clears throat> they do get a little bit of the prop 22 money though. Yeah. So I mean, they, that, they do I get mean, some little extra perks and kicks here and there, but yeah. So that aspect's a little bit different. Um, even Seattle is, is much different too, because the way that their laws are, are put into place. Um, but for the grand scheme of things beyond the, Oh, and New York city, completely mm-hmm. different piece there. But uh, when it comes to the grand scheme of things, I mean, I, I have a feeling that drivers are going to start really really seeing like okay that's not going to be worth it and do i want to take it or not and you see them pass by and then who knows that long wait time might come back again because drivers are like no that's not worth it um and then now even with that rate rebalancing that's going to be a huge thing because nobody's going to want to take long rides you're going to see a long ride on there you're going to be like nope not taking it 
because right. you're not going to be pay, being paid the same that you were prior to the change. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I think they're going to try to push for that type of, of pay structure towards the remainder of the country. I do think they're going to try to push towards that. They're just testing it right now because it originally started, I think in five markets. Um, I did something on, on the rideshare guy about that, you know, a few months ago when, when we got wind of it. Um, and then they, they upped it to 20 markets now. Uh, so there is 20 new markets that have, have new features built in as well too. So uh, do I think that they're going to to try to push it out? I think they're going to, I think that this is more like their beta test. Uh, mm-hmm. So they did their alpha test. Now they're doing the beta test and they're kind of seeing if this is going to really work or not. But uh, yeah, beyond that, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, give me the upfront pricing, screw the reba- rate rebalancing, yeah. you know, just raise rates. It's simple. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, rather- t- Tony here is saying like, I was going to, I was going to take the flip side, but I'm going to use this as an example first. He's saying if they made it $2, I'll even say on Uber X, if they made it $1 per mile. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's, that's not my love. It's not, that's kind of, but that's, I mean, if you make it a dollar per mile, it's easy math in your head. And yeah, I'll do those. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yep. I or mean, $2 is kind, of, is kind of reaching, you know, that's kind of what I pull on Curry. And that's, those are like, you know, that pays way better than Uber. But I guess my thing is, is that, you know, I don't, what I don't understand is here, I'm going to take the flip side on it just for a second is that what I don't understand is with all these laws and the H1234 in Massachusetts that's coming up, New Jersey, New York, all these other states that are trying to have these ABC uh, test type legislations passed to see if you're an independent contractor. I don't see why Uber spends Uber, Lyft, Instacart, DoorDash, why they're gathering their funds to spend $200 million in California, now another $200 million in Massachusetts, then Washington State all to fight if we're independent contractors or not, where if they just raised the rate, I know that it wouldn't change how people view it, but it would change the madness of the drivers and stuff who complain. If they just raised the rate, it seems like you would, it seems like overall they'd save money because it's not just going to be California, Massachusetts, Washington state. All the states are going to start doing this. Mm -hmm. They're all moving towards... If if whether it goes or not, and like in California, we learned it was two hundred and twelve million spent by those by the giants, but then it was one hundred and fifty million spent by the state to fight it. Mm-hmm. So that's three hundred and fifty million dollars that was just thrown out of a window yep. that just went to nothing. It went to nothing other than making a proposal to have a carve out made for the gig economy in a law that shouldn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So why is why is that money not being used to better tailor to the dollar a mile thing and and why does Uber keep pushing this why are they reducing the pay at a time when states are trying to push this type of legislation cuz in my mind man you walk into court the judge is not going to see it real good if you're lowering rates while this is going on yeah well that's the thing they're not you don't know you won't know your rates anymore because if if they're doing rebalancing you know, you, you don't see that even in the fair breakdown, you don't see that anymore. So it's like, how do you know what you're making? It's, it's easier for people to say, or it's easier for, for them to do this. So then people can't say, oh, look, they, they lowered rates in the market. They don't even have to notify you anymore. they can just be like, oh, 
this is what we're going to offer you for this trip. And do you want it? Yes or no. And But you can still go into your, you can log into your Uber account, still go to your rate card. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, because of the rate rebalancing, you know, you're getting more on the, the short end trips. So that means the rates are different there. But then in the long end, on a long trip, they're lowering that. So right. you don't know what your rate is actually going to be in that aspect because... So is all that going to be rewarded in the rate card? Probably, if there even is. I mean, you might see oh, a rate they, card and it might say that, but they don't have to stick to that rate card anymore. That could just be the average, and then they could teeter around it as much as they want. But the thing yeah, that, to be, be honest, it would be in their advantage to get rid of that rate card because it looks awful. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's not something that's appealing anymore. You don't look at it and go, wow, you're more like, <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're making the IRS deduction or less, like right. how do, that doesn't even make sense at that point. Like you should be making that IRS deduction as like, okay, this is your wear and tear. Like that's, that's the base mileage. And then you should have your, your normal business and uh, profit on top of that. So like if you're at 71 or at 70 cents, add the 58 cents to the, to the IRS deduction. And that's what your rate should be right. per mile. Um, I mean, if, if no matter where it is, so if you, if you're at 58 cents, you know, now you're, now you're at a dollar 64 or whatever it is, or dollar 66 per mile. And then that way you can, it's adjusted. But the thing that drives me wild is like you said at, at the beginning, you know, it was always the race to the, to the bottom in terms of, of what the customer is paying. And, you know, they're trying to go back and forth by, by a penny or so just to try to capture that audience. But because of all that dynamic pricing and everything, you know, with the the driver shortage and with everybody, you know, trying to get rides and not as many drivers because they're doing everything else or collecting unemployment at the time, you know, that's how the rates went all the way up here. And then right. they're not really coming down, but people are still paying those rates. They might complain about it. They're still paying it. So why can't you just rate, you double the rate that the dry, that the, the rider's paying, and then you can double what the, the driver's actually making and you know what? Here's the best part. All the problems that you have from drivers is probably going to go away just by doing that. That, you know? that was exactly my point was that like, it seems like, you know, they're not going to, when you go into court and you have to present all your evidence, it's not going to look good that you're charging passengers four times as much. You're not giving the drivers any more and you're nickel and you're whittling them down even more. Mm-hmm. Why not just move to even like, I like the upfront pricing. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't even mind if they threw the right rate card away. Give me a little, give me a few extra seconds to to take in all the details and make my decision. And I'm fine. You know, just show me what it is. This is a $27 ride. Do you want it? And you know give, what me, give me all, be transparent. Give me all the information and I'll decide real quick if I want it or not. No problem. I don't need a rate card anymore. Just show yep. me. And you know, the one thing I would like to see though is rate multiplier. Yeah. So if, if you can multiply or say, all right, well today I don't want to take it for, for the, the price that they're giving. I want to take it for, you know, 1.5 X or two X or whatever, how California had it before they took it away. You know, something like that where you can kind of uh, slide your rates and then, you know, that way you're in more control. So like you just have that, that, better option at trying to make more money. And if, if people don't want to pay that, they're not going to pay it. But the thing is they are, they've shown that they're going to pay for it. So 
You know, why can't, why can't you do that? And, you know, they, they brought prop 22 came about because drivers were mad. They brought. Other yeah, but only really only, I mean, I've, I've talked to both sides of that. I've talked to Vina Dubal. I've had her on the show. I've, you know, I've talked to, you know, all, all the camps and I've had the, and I'm pro IC. So I've had all those people on too, the, that are, are, you know, we need to stay independent, but even California, only 15% of the drivers approximately wanted this, <clears throat> wanted AB5 to apply to the, to the gig economy. Yeah. 85% were like, dude, I don't want that at all. Mm-hmm. I want my flexibility. I, I do this 15 to 20 hours a week. I know when and where I want to work. I don't want to be told when and where. I don't want to have a schedule. I don't want to be a W-2. I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they are w- W-2 somewhere else and they're part-timing doing Uber. They don't want to be another W-2. They want this to be a you know freedom. Yeah, you know, pretty much. But it, the whole but the thing is how it came about is what what is because drivers were mad and they were complaining and you know they went to the right people and you know Lorena Gonzalez drafted something up after that that Dino Court, whatever Dy- it was, Dyn- Dynamax, yeah. Dynamax. That's it. Um, <laughs> and it, it, the whole thing is, if they didn't lower rates to begin with. If they didn't try lowering it and continuing lowering it, and, you know, saying, oh, we're going to do this instead now and we're going to do do that and we're going to completely destroy how much you were making like from 2017 earlier uh, when they went to upfront pricing on the other end, uh, you know, that that was the big kickoff. But after that, that's where everything changed. And then they started lowering rates and lowering rates and lowering. It. If they would have kept them the same, you probably wouldn't have drivers as upset and you probably would have been able to not even have any issues in California or some of these other states and drivers probably wouldn't be so upset and things like that because they're getting paid. Okay. And they're able to make money instead of, you know, a race to the bottom in pay rates as well too. Right. And the money that, and again, the money they're putting up in that they put up in California to fight it. Now they're going to have to put up Massachusetts and Washington State mm-hmm. and New Jersey. They're going to have to do that same amount of money that all could just go to the drivers and end all this. Mm-hmm. Because you know without what? the driver, without those, without that small group of the Lorena Gonzalez types that are protester types that'll go to the make a stink. Because really, all it takes is a handful of people. It doesn't take millions. Mm-hmm. A handful of people can raise enough frustration to cause a problem, yep. and that's what happened in California. You know, Lorena and Vina got enough people behind that movement where they were like, you know, we're going to we're going to get this done. Everybody needs this. We don't not only do we not need it, we don't want it. Mm -hmm. You know, you took a very, very small group of people and said, this is how everybody feels. No, it's not. That's not how anybody feels. Yeah. And a simple (laughs) poll would have found that out. Right. And then, then on the on the flip side, if you if you look at how much tax money that and revenue that they were going to earn from that, it was a ridiculous amount. Uh, and then because it didn't just affect rideshare, it affected a whole slew of of other people. So they had to actually like revise it multiple times and say, "Oh wait, no, 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 no it, you're exempt. You're exempt. You're exempt," because it was literally designed for rideshare and food delivery. And these big apps like that, but then, you know, it it it's a scorn in in California now. On top of it, so Lisa wonders why you didn't mention you were on here. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I did. I did post something on uh, on my channel. 
but I think it was oh. the other video. Oh, oh yeah, because so you weren't here, Lisa. If you when you go back and listen to the start, this was all my blown up explosion problem. This is nothing on Chris. This is all on me. <laughs> I actually had this as set for tonight on Streamyard, and it was I don't know. And we were on Zoom, and then uh, came over here. At the whole thing was a cluster, but anyway, it worked out. But um, yeah, I, I love it when Jim Jim Jones says this a lot. Lorena Gonzalez is the West Coast AOC. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you know because Uber's. I, I honestly believe Uber's not going anywhere. They're not going to. They're not going to go out of business. But how are they going to stay in business? I mean, and why do they keep fighting it? Why don't they just? I mean, obviously, it's easy as a driver to say, "Hey, raise my rates." But why? Isn't there some middle ground? Why? Why are you going underneath the standard the standard deduction for miles on mm-hmm. which you'll pay for a mile? Yeah, it, I mean, I, I got to twist that one around my head because I'm not sure how the government's going to feel about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, thing. I mean, Lyft was doing that for a little while too when they did the 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 switch, saying, "Oh, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to cut rates in half, but we're going to pay you the time you." Pickups or the time you hit accept all the way to the way when you drop somebody off. So you get paid that entire time, but it just flopped and failed. And that's why they got rid of it. So, uh, but yeah, saying oh, I get paid 36 cents a mile, but that's the other thing too. Like you get paid 58 cents a mile. I get paid 67 cents a mile when we have somebody in the car. Right. That doesn't include the time to go pick somebody up and the distance it goes to pick somebody up. You start adding that. And you're seeing your rate drop substantially. You're only, you know, you could be making, you know, 30, 40, 50, even 50 cents at the high end if it's all close close pickups. Um, then at that point, because otherwise, yeah, you got to add that mileage in. And then even mileage going from when you drop them off to, you know, the next ride. If you go somewhere and kind of park for a little bit, that mileage gets added. The mileage to and from, you know, the house or, or if you got to stop at the gas station or something, that all starts getting added into it. So no matter what, nobody's making really actually above the IRS minimum. Everybody's making lower than that. They're they're just getting supplemented with that time rate too. Right. Yeah. I just, to me, it's weird because when I used to do, what's up, Nick? I just saw Beacon was in here too. Um, oh, what's up? <laughs> um, I just, you know, when I would go, like when I work for a laser company too, and if they had me use my car, even for little errands, that standard mileage deduction is what they have to pay you. They mm-hmm. have to pay you that if they're asking you to use their vehicle for a company. So if it's 57.5 cents, like you were saying, let's just say it is, or it's 58 cents or whatever, and they move it down to 53 cents per mile, they're literally breaking the federal law. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the law is you have to pay somebody using their car that minimum amount to go do tasks for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that kind of brings up then why aren't drivers getting paid to go pick somebody up? They're only getting paid when somebody's in the car. Cause that's still, that's no matter how you look at it, that's still part of the job. Right. I mean, and I use that term loosely, but that's part of the ride share. You can't just magically appear there and not have any expense that's tied to it. So yeah, that I, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's very bizarre to see something like that. And the question is, how hasn't that been really raised up more so? 
Well, and it's just, I feel like it's it's these kind of moves that's giving fuel to the fire for the pro act and things that could even be on a national level and make everybody all 59 million independent contractors, not just gig contractors, but all 59 million would lose their right to be one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, that pro act is like the most devilish thing that's out there. And if that were to go through, that's that doesn't just screw up the gig economy. That screws up everybody, freelance writers, graphic mm-hmm. artists, interpreters, musicians, every everybody gets affected. Yep. And so I don't know. I don't get why Realtors, it seems um, like like you were saying, it maybe it doesn't have to be like, hey, if we're charging four times as much or twice as much, let's give the drivers twice as much. But why can't you give the drivers one point three times as much or one point five mm-hmm. if you're taking twice as much? Just to end these laws, if yep. nothing else, to show that you're like somewhat caring about the people that work for you. Cause these companies have so many people on the platform. That's why they're being looked at because the government wants to know, are you even taking care of these people at all? And they're constantly reducing rates. So that's what gives this fuel, mm-hmm. these pro acts and stuff. It's like, if they went the other way for a minute, they might, they might get some of these States to back off and go, wait, Uber just raised their rates. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have the case we thought we had. I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, that could also be kind of why they're putting the trip radar in, in, and saying, "Oh, well, this is an option. You you can choose to take those. There, it's a pool, and you can kind of pick it and choose it. And then we're giving you all the up information up front without an acceptance, uh, without having the acceptance rate play into it. Um, so, I mean, all those moves could potentially be to try to use that down the road in the event that." You know, there's some sort of lawsuit or something that they're saying, oh, no, 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 we, we don't come anywhere near that when it comes to, to like an ABC test. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. I mean, that's just kind of where everything's headed, though, is that Uber's going to be spending all of the money that we drivers should be getting. They could be they could be spending a third of what they're going to have to fight these states with in these states. A third of that could be spent giving the drivers a little bump and yep. could end this. And it could save them money on their lawsuits. So I'm, I'm really, uh, what is Nick saying? Something about ice cream and 48 cent. What? <laughs> Curiel. Curiel. Tell her ice cream delivery. <laughs> okay, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want, I want, I want to deliver for Glassdoor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well thank you for bearing with my um craziness today i oh, did no not uh, expect to be pulling my hair out and running around and everybody that anybody that saw and hit a reminder for tonight with chris and i that has now i had to delete that so this is it and uh it'll just be up now so um chris <laughs> well, thank you have, so much for taking one, the time i have one last question for you that i'd, I'd like your thoughts on mm-hmm. uh because i've been asking people this quite a bit now um if you were if if you went back and were driving Uber uh, or Lyft, and if they said today we're going to get rid of promotions, but we're going to pay every single ride, we're going to give you a boost on your pay rate. Would you like that? I would love that because I I hate promotions. Yep. I, I I to me they're games. I don't mm-hmm. want to play games. I'm out. I'm trying to earn money for my son and I. Yep, I, I completely agree with you right there. You know, if that that's why promotions actually came about from what I've heard is because what they do is they took they took 
part of that that upper top part and said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna skim that off, and now everybody's gonna get paid this lower rate, but we're gonna put promotions in. Whether you get them or not, though, that's up to you if you're going to accept as many rides and go out and drive. So they can cut it down a little bit there. Um, I just so. I just throw all of it into one pool of th- those are all games. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't want to play those games anymore. I just want to be paid fairly. Or even like like we were talking about the upfront model, just sh- at least show me everything. Show me everything. Show me the distance, where I'm going, where I'm picking up, how much I'm going to make. And I can make the decision based on that. I don't need to, I don't need the per mile rate. I don't need the per minute. Just show me the flat, show me how much I'm making and try and make some kind of push to bring tipping back into this, into the game. Because when Travis was running the show, drivers got paid a lot better. However, they didn't even allow tipping. Yep. So this became a culture of no tipping. Mm -hmm. I mean, even delivery, food delivery, people know to tip, but for some reason, People at a hotel going to the airport pay tip the door guy, tip the person taking their luggage, tip this, tip that, tip everything in town while they're here. But they don't think the ride to and from the airport needs a tip. Yeah. And That's- I it's just a culture that Uber created. And if they're gonna race to the bottom, you know, they really should find a way to incorporate that tip a little more, like, you know. Some kind of like if you haven't put in a tip when the ride ends, you know, like. You know, would you like to add a tip to your driver if you're if you're if you felt like your ride was mm-hmm. comfortable or if you if you enjoyed this instead of a rating system, something like that, put that back in there too. Start yep. show tell explaining to people because it was people were under that notion that all of us were millionaires that did ride share. <laughs> because in the beginning yep. we were making tons of money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how they wanted it. They wanted us bragging, like, you know, like, oh, I may I make tons of money doing Uber because I was. Mm-hmm. But then it was like there was no tipping needed. Now there is tipping needed. And it's like they created a culture and now they're racing to the bottom on pay and people are just used to, well, you guys get paid really well. No, we used to. That's not what's going on here anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mean, I don't know. I think that that needs to happen, but I think that, yeah, I think, I mean, absolutely. And I think that they waste a ton of time coming up with these games bonuses and streaks and then just get rid of all of it yep. who cares just, just get rid of it man hey hi pay, pay you know take whatever rate everybody's getting right now add 58 cents or whatever the irs deduction is to that and that is the per mile rate and then you know you you do the per minute rate i, I would be fine with it being where it is you know that's just another 12 18 cents or whatever it is per per minute that somebody's there so it helps a little bit more but yeah, doing something like that would probably greatly be appreciative of driver. Or, or even, and also like, you know, if you are going to have games, make them good games. Make it like every thousand rides that you do, you know, they give you, I don't know, a thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, Very nice. you know, I'm, I'm just throwing an arbitrary number out, but I'm just saying like, make it, don't make them games. Make them like actual the one, goals for people. The 1K lift jacket. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just these little games are like, you know, if you're like, Hey, go on a streak and on the, you know, if you do three, you'll get this. Well, when you wait an hour for that third ride and you can't Mm -hmm. turn off, or if you hit a no celery and it drops you out and you come back on and it starts you over. Yep. Or even that you're taking two rides that are are good. And then the third rides 28 minutes away going, you know, two miles down the street and they could walk there. Yeah. 
Um, well, Chris, thank you for taking the time out of your day. I know you're in the middle of a, a double move, a stacked move, I guess they'd call it. Yeah. Yeah. Temporary, <laughs> like temporary location right now. So, <laughs> but at least everything's settled. So at least in, that's good. So like yeah. I can kind of get back to, to some swing of things, except, you know, he- heading down to the Carolinas to go, to go view some places and then, you know, driving back and all that. So yeah, and no problem. It, it was good. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time and uh, thank you everybody for uh, joining us. And uh, yeah, if you missed most of it or whatever, go back and watch it, share it with other people. I, it was my mess up because uh, I don't do them on Mondays. I'd always do these on Thursday nights. I don't know why I messed it up so bad though, but uh, thanks everybody for bearing with me. And uh, thanks Chris for joining us today. All right. Definitely. Yep. Have a great yeah. rest of the day, everybody. All right. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Uh, I did. I like I liked chatting with Chris. Check him out at Real Rideshare Stories on YouTube. You can find everything in the show notes. Uh, we'll be back next week with Fear Cab CEO founder. Dig into that a little bit and uh, watch for a bunch of other stuff to come too, guys. Um, I'll, I'll I'll be talking about it next week a little more on the podcast, um, what we're looking at ahead forward. And the week after is the um, five-year anniversary for UberLiftDrivers.com. So it's just going to be me, not next week, but the week after. And it's uh, I'm still trying to put together what I'm going to do on that day, but it's just going to be me and a celebration of the website of some form or other. And uh, maybe it'll be, you know, top articles. Maybe it'll be... Um, some of the things that I'm trying to get done with the website. Maybe I'll even have a couple things done before that. We'll we'll have to see what I can get done. But uh, thanks for joining us again today, and uh, we'll see you back here next week on Rodeo.